Welcome to The Lunch Table, where real friends who are real pastors having real conversations you may or may not have said out loud once you've left The Lunch Table. Welcome back to The Lunch Table. We are all here today. Nate is outdoors. Nate's doing this on location. He has the trees. He has a cabin behind him. Want to let our listeners know where you're at right now? Yeah, man. So I'm at Camp Dixie in the middle of nowhere and they are about to actually release the camp. So I'm going to move my location a little bit more. (laughs) Um, And uh, out here at a Carolina Ministries kids camp, man, been phenomenal. And Drew, you are with us as well. You've had quite the active summer. You've been all over the place. Where are you coming from today? Dude, I'm just back in the office, you know, finally getting back into the swing of things. We had a camp two weeks ago and then well i guess three weeks ago now um and then uh we had a little vacation to disney with the kids and all that stuff so disney nice yeah it was terrifying but you're (laughs) you're eating ramen noodles all week this week you know oh no 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 i was blessed to have parents that really wanted my kids to go to disney (laughs) enough to pay for it so that was really cool um yeah Praise God. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, I mean, we did pay a lot of money in food and stuff like that. That is for sure. Definitely. That that hit the wallet. Definitely. But um, but yeah, no, was, we're we're good, man. And actually kidless. My kids are in Florida right now. Um, so it's literally just me and Lexi for the next couple of weeks and a couple of weeks. All right, let's go. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, just take it from a, a parent of an autistic child uh you even if you don't have an autistic child you probably need a break at some point send those kids to grandma's let's go come on (laughs) i tell you with us in our foster kid journey that's the number one advice was like you know Mm -hmm. there's people out there that are there to help you know go rely on people to help you because it is it is exhausting that is for sure you guys even got to use like the respite care system right like yeah so we had uh like a home emergency we had uh some firings got into our electrical and like our kitchen and our well pump and um so we were without water for a while so respite care came in clutch and um were able to help us with the girls for a couple of days and then um for vacation we got um, some respite care for a little over a week and so you know, it's hard. It's a man. I'll tell you for anyone who listens to is in foster care or adoption. Uh, it, you know, that might be an episode of itself. It is. A, it is a weird place to be on how to love these kids in when it comes to vacations and needing breaks and things like that. But at the end of the day, I have learned like rest is rest is a very good thing. And yeah. speaking of rest, Nate, you walked like what twenty five yards. You look like you're about to pass out. What's going on? You still you, you're not doing nine rounds anymore. What's going? What's this going on with you over there? I just so jumped back in the nine round. Um, but yeah, camp. Okay, I'm gonna get roasted by the people here at camp that know me. So I stayed, I stay in a hotel off site. <laughs> I, I I truly retreat this week up, and like so, but I'm still there. exhausted. Well, you know, like. Listeners have heard Alex Simon's story, so he stayed with me because he's just a speaker here this week. And uh, you go from, oh, I'm going to get plenty of rest to 2, 3 a.m. conversations that you're like, why did we do that? So <laughs> I am still camp tired, even though I've not been <laughs> in the camp yeah. mode too much. It's really uh, only because he can't go to IA. 
You know, yeah, like well, if he was at IA retreat, well, like he probably had those then. He yeah, he can go now. Yeah, he can go now. <laughs> yeah. can go now. The the, the uh, dam has been broken or whatever that. Is. Let's go. <laughs> oh, watch your mouth, mate! You're at the you're at Hoover Darn. Going on. <laughs> the, the, the dam blockage has been removed. That's what we can say. <laughs> That did not make it better. Uh, um, yeah, that's I okay. I, I, I still don't get yeah, it, but it's okay. You. We're we're, we're going all back to you. Um, so three a.m. conversations. So like the lunch table to like the um, the Waffle House table, right? Like the the yeah, like, combo. Yes. Okay. Now you know. Don't pretend like you haven't slept with me in a hotel before. You know how those go. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah too 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 often but so um so you guys are in the middle of the summer so drew you had your summer camp kind of getting ready for the fall nate you're at kids camp and then you have a you're going to show up to your teen camp next week what do yeah, you do well, if, you're the, if you're a lead pastor what are you doing there so i um I, i'm here at kids camp as a dad so my two kids come and then they're friends and so I get to be here as a dad. And then for teen camp, I'll stay through and speak to uh, youth adult leaders on Thursday, Friday, and come back Saturday to preach Sunday. So so as you guys have made it through this season, this summer season, which is kind of, you know, camp is obviously a huge deal, traveling, teaching, you know, mountaintop experiences, hopefully for you and your teens. But then there's also like a level of rest, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of get to go on vacation and kids are gone. Um, my question for you guys is like, what is God moving in you right now? And what are you guys learning about yourself as leaders? What's changing for you guys this summer compared? Uh, I don't know. What's just changing for you right now this summer as you're getting ready to go into the fall? Yeah. Honestly, I feel like my perspective on like the, the ability to like plant a seed and wait for that mm. seed to bloom like that is mm, that has been really hitting me there's there were a bunch of students like we and uh i haven't had a big like salvation and baptism kind of summer camp in a while um not like whatever i mean good things have happened at summer camp summer camp yeah. is always good right you know but the right. um but we took 75 students 23 of them either rededicated or were brand new Christians and 19 of those got baptized. Mm. And so it's like, and it wasn't like, Oh, a brand new sixth grader who never really heard the gospel because he only went to VBS. Like, like there were a few of those, right. You know, but the, um, you know, but then there's like these girls who have been coming to youth group for like four years and didn't even really want to be there in the first place. But um, now they're like a totally different person because they actually know what they believe and it was real to them. You know, like it was very yeah. real to them, you know, and they, they like actually made a decision, not just like, oh yeah, I want to do that. You no, know, that like they took the time, you know? And so um, those ones where it's like a kid that you just like, I have no idea if this is working or not. I have no idea if they even know anything about God or if they even care or want to be here. Um, I feel like it just kind of like reminded me that it's worth, worth the time, you know, to put that in and uh, you know, and just like encouraging your volunteers to be there for those kids, you know, like, like 
don't worry. It'll happen. You just got to give it time. God's working on them. It doesn't, it might not seem like it, you know, but like, you know, just like that encouragement to be able to pass that on that, that perspective really hit me hard um, this summer for sure. So I'm going to throw a curveball here. We're going to go, we're going to go a little deeper here. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. All right. So there is the mentality of, right. Like Jesus could come at any moment right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. got to get them saved now Jesus coming but then that's also hard to like comprehend on the like i cuz like my personal opinion right now is that Jesus isn't going to be coming for a long time like i think there's still lots of christians i think god's on the move i think that you know the world is in it still in a place where god is active in lots of people's lives i just don't see it ending anytime soon so what does that mean for us when it comes to the encouragement we give to our leaders and the way we lead our church when it comes to trying to get people saved and, and into that, those discipling relationships and things like that. Man, I have always been of like the, and I, I feel like I went out of turn a little bit. I probably should have let the lead pastor go for a second, but who cares? I'm taking the, taking the, no, no, no. That's it. <laughs> uh, I've always really thought about this because I, I feel like I'm in the same boat where it's like, not only do I not know, I really don't think that it's now anyway, but also it doesn't even matter. Even if I did know, mm. I'm still like, I'm, we're on mission to like disciple as many as possible. Right. Like, and it's not like a, it's not a numbers game. It's a life game. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, it's like, I'm going to do whatever God has laid in front of me. And like, just like, literally it's like, hand them to me, God, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, mm. I'll disciple them. They're here. I'll do it. They're like, let's go. <laughs> you know, that's, that's right. That's kind of like the, the whole thought process on that. Um, and I feel like that's, <clears throat> and that's the thing too, is like, it gets really easy. And I, and there was a little bit of that when I got here to a little bit of this idea of like, Oh, well, it's all about, yeah, you, know, you go to camp and it's about the number of kids that come back saved and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, numbers are cool. And like, even me saying those, those numbers, like, that sounds really awesome. Right. But like, I'm way more excited about the fact that those kids are actually being discipled now, yeah. you know, and like kids making a decision to like not live with their dad anymore because they know that's bad for them. Like, you know, like, like things that are way more important than just that one moment of saying, yes, I believe in God. And it's like, that's just the start, you know, it's like, it can't stop there. You know, I think that's the, if it's just about like, Oh, how many people got saved? Then discipleship doesn't really matter to you and then you missed it anyway yeah so that's what i was gonna actually comment on it's crazy because just had that conversation with alex driving in the camp this morning it's like big crowd of kids that got saved last night too from our group wait 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 wait, wait, wait. you drove in the camp you didn't get picked up by your limo (laughs) yeah right (laughs) yeah 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 so as as i had to drive in um you know hard life um, but literally saying like, man, here we go. Like all those kids. Now it's on the leaders. It's on the local churches. Like, discipleship process. And I, and I, I, I coined this phrase and I'm like, eh, I got to reward that. Cause I'm speaking to the youth pastors this weekend. I'm like, the mission field is ongoing, but now the, the battles are really beginning. You know, like, how are you going back and discipling and equipping and, um, listening to the worship song, make room, like are these students now making room for Jesus to impact their everyday life? Like, okay, they raise their hand. They said the prayer. They feel like I'm not going to hell. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. 
But what's next is crucial in the discipleship process, of course. Um, and anyway, yeah, Jesus told us to do that. So that's a good thing to do as well. <laughs> yeah. So Nate, with that being said, what is God moving you right now? I mean, I don't know if this is kind of getting back on topic per se, but like, what is, what is God stirring in you? Yeah. So good timing. I'll have to throw a little teaser out there and then I'll have to bounce. Okay. Um, but what God is doing in my life right now, um, through a lot of change, um, within four week time span, our associate outreach um, pastor, our kid life director, and our bookkeeper are all gone within four weeks. Just bam. So a chance to rebuild, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, talking about those late night conversations, time with other believers, Alex Simon, he gave an analogy. It was incredible. He said, you know, Nate, and I thought about, you know, Drew, you're in a military town. So thinking about the, the military uh, analogy here. But he goes, Alex goes, man, think about a Navy SEAL. And imagine a Navy SEAL going through is like, even if they get shot, like what keeps them going? And it's the fact that they're not like, oh my gosh, I didn't sign up to get shot. I didn't know there would be bullets flying. I didn't know it hurt. Yet it's like, no, they knew they signed up for that. They knew the dangers of that. And yes, it hurts. And yes, it sucks. But they keep going because of the greater good, like the bigger purpose. Um, so in ministry, you know, how sad is that if we're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know it, it would hurt. I didn't know people would, would you know, do this or do that. And um, Alex has a great story. He says, I thought I was going to enter ministry. And like, even if I were to be a lead pastor one day, like, I thought you preach and go out to lunch with people. Like, what? <laughs> like, what? where is all this? Where is all this hurt coming from and all that, you know? And, and hey, IA listeners out there, the, the IA manual, you know, how to lead in crisis, how, yeah. to, how to handle these things. I mean. It'd be like a, a Marine, a, a Navy SEAL saying, well, I, I didn't sign up to, to have bullets flying. Yes, you did. Yes, mm -hmm. you did. And when when it happens, it hurts, but you keep going because you signed up for that. Um, and then in the ministry world, it's not about you anyways. So, so I'm in a season of rebuilding and taking the hurts and, and learning myself on how to how to lead better. I heard this yeah. quote the other day. They said something. I'm. I'm I'm going to kind of paraphrase this because I can't remember exactly how it goes, but something like he goes, I think the mark of a leader is just how much pain they oh. can handle. You know, like, I don't know. What do you guys think of that comment? Like, what do you guys think about that? That How, mu how much pain you can handle, but also, you know, doing the Matthew model, like looking at the, the plank in your own eye, like how much pain you may have caused with how you led or how you mm -hmm. handled your life. You know, like pain is a part of it. And yeah, how much can you handle and how, how much are you having accountability and having people help you with the pain you're causing as well? Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a part of it. Man, um, but Hey, I got to bounce. Uh, people listening. <laughs> I got to go. I know. Man. Fine. Well, I have Fine. a feeling we'll be standing on this a lot more over time, but uh, I love you guys, man. I needed this. And um, Hey, I don't know if Drew's going to be able to post the picture, but even on this little retreat, this camp week, uh, having a lunch table with Drew and one of his top leaders, and uh, hey, Bug, saying peace out. But um, everybody needs to find this time. We love you guys. All right, see you, man. Enjoy. Enjoy. Well, Drew, like with that being said, I mean, I think with that question, one thing I realized is like there's a level where ministry can be easy if you just want to go somewhere and kind of live out the status quo, right? Like yeah. there's so many churches to where you could go do what you want to do. But I do find maybe even to tie this back into that question about the lost is like, in order to try to reach 
people who are far from God, like you're inviting in a lot of drama, right? Like you're inviting in people who don't have a great relationship with God. God's not speaking into their life very often. Yeah. And I just find that brings, you're going to bring in a lot of drama, right? Right. Yeah. And honestly, I think the, the more, the more in depth and like impactful your ministry is like the, the more you're going to find those things, you know I mean? It's just, I think about some of the times that have been like the hardest, like to deal with, like on a like day-to-day basis. And like, man, I think back to college when I was doing like homeless ministry and stuff, man, Mm -hmm. like the drama of their life was so taxing on us. Mm -hmm. Like that was so hard. And it's like, you don't think about how much like you working and working to have somebody else's life be good, you know, <laughs> and like how that sucks so bad. Like, cause, cause it's not just like a, if it, it hurts you when you go and you're, you find out like, Oh, they're using meth again. Like, Oh, oh right. they're doing this yeah. again. Right. And it's like, it's not like a, you know, cause it feels like a, a betrayal, even though it's totally not like on, on you, you know, but like, there's, and I mean, it is them kind of leaving behind their relationship with God, but it's just like, man, this sucks. <laughs> like it does. There are some things that just hurt like that, you know? So you you took a, one of your big, I think you said this was the biggest group you ever took to summer camp this year, right? It was yeah. one of your bigger mm-hmm. ones. Have yeah. you found as your group has grown, I've always said healthy things grow, right? Mm-hmm. As your group has grown, has that made you more, have you, has more, um, drama and because like you're right because like now you're like it's every kid that you're that you're kind of worried about or thinking about or hearing stories about or has that as you've grown have you found that you've been able to handle more of the bad decisions or not even bad decisions but just the the weight of more and more students just comes a weight of more and more things that you have to plan and think about and work through how have you been able to navigate that growth in your own ministry so that you don't lose your mind so honestly, and I think you'll probably be able to speak to this a little bit too, um, is this idea of like, the more that we've grown, the more the ministry has had to evolve. Mm. Like um, for a long time, I've been the guy who's like, like, and, I, and on Wednesday nights, I'm pretty much still in this where like, I, I want to have my own group of students that I can disciple to, right? Like, just because I'm a relational person, that's just me, you know, whatever. And like, as honestly, it's it's gotten to a point where even on Wednesday nights, it's like this, but for camp, I realized that that actually was really selfish of me. Mm. Um, and I was creating a ceiling for myself because I was literally unable to do everything all at once. <laughs> yeah. you know, it, was, it was just like, so I stopped doing that. Right. You know, it's like, but because of that, like I had more time to focus on the little details in between things and like, training up our volunteers and like getting them ready to go for all these things and like helping them to know our standards and all these things. And so actually, even though this was like, I mean, only by a few students or whatever, but this was still like my largest camp that we've done. Um, it was also the smoothest camp that we've had, Yeah, you know? And so, right. You know, and so it's like, and I got to care for more students one-on-one because I wasn't so worried about like, Oh, where's my group? Where's this, you know, what's, you know, this kind of thing, you know? And I think it was just better for them because I was able to care for them as a group rather than trying to give myself to 
something that I want right for them and for me, but it was better to put someone else in that, in that place. I think, man, I, I'm, that's so cool to hear because for whatever reason, when I got started in ministry, I just don't feel like I got that memo until about three years in, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like, I don't know if that was just the churches I was at or, um, <clears throat> I don't know, but like, it is so yeah. good to hear like you, we, we are not meant to do this alone. And just yeah. because you're paid, you know, for whoever is listening to this, just because you are paid, does that, that you're not paid to do it all yourself, right? Like right. you are paid to train and equip the saints to do the work of Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, I find that the more I try to put on the weight of my own, the, the, all the weight on my own shoulders, it's impossible. Like you're just yeah. a roller coaster of emotions. And I'll tell you, man, if I can just be hundred percent honest on this podcast with you and our listeners, that is always my biggest fear. If, if I don't think I'm going to be a lead pastor, but it has to feel the weight of like the higher up. I feel like you get in an organization. It, I wonder if it just feels the more you feel that weight of like not being able having people next to you like peers next to you that can help shoulder it. Yeah. And that terrifies me. <laughs> that is yeah. a don't, don't like know. that. <laughs> nope. Oh man. Yeah. And I think something about that too, that, you know, cause I definitely had that moment. Um, like my, like, I think it was actually really at my like five year point that you're talking about of like, I can't do this on my own. This is not going to work you know, whatever. And like really leaning on my volunteers a lot more and leaning into, okay, we need to do this as a team, you know, kind of thing. Um, but that comes in stages too, right? Like there's some times where it's like, there's some things you have to hold on to, but there's some things that you also really need to give away. And so it's like, this isn't a one and done kind of conversation. This is like, a walk that you have to figure out together, you know, and you, you have to keep checking back, you know, it's like, like even the fact of me not being able to have a small group, like three years ago, that was fine because we had 50 kids, you know, and Mm -hmm. like that jump from 50 to 75 was like, I need to not do this. (laughs) It's like, you know, like, it's like, there's a line somewhere. Right. And it's like that, then it was unhealthy. Right. You know, it's like, and so it's like, as things evolve and like God like blesses your ministry and keeps doing things like it doesn't mean that you need to do less and less. It means that you need to be more and more focused. And so it's like figuring out that balance and like continuing to figure out that balance is really, really important. And I think like I was just having this conversation with a team member of mine where it's like, yeah, God wants our best, right? Well, best is not perfection. Best Mm. is not that everything went perfect. I think what best is, is that walk, like you said, like, I am willing to come back from camp after 50 and say, Hey, what do I need to do? God, what do, what do I need to do to grow? Right. And whatever area spiritually leadership, personally, whatever those put that reflective mirror up and say, what do I need to do in order to be ready for 75? Right. And then that, that I think what God wants us to do is be in a relationship with him, not say that, Oh, you, you hit it perfect at 50. There's, you know, or you didn't and you now you feel like a failure or whatnot. Right. It really is the coming back being open to what God is doing in your life. And, and having that lunch table too, of people who are going to say like, 
Drew, like you cannot be a small group leader. Like there is too many issues. Like, yeah. <laughs> too yeah. many things coming up. Too many kids are trying to go to the bathroom and or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, we need you available to us and that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, we're kind of coming up towards the end of our time. I definitely, um, you know, I, I was the only thing I was going to say. What's your what's your one minute takeaway? And I and I will I'll say this. I don't know if it's my one minute takeaway. It's just one last thought. I think is in order to shoulder the weight is you really have to believe in the vision and mission of what you're doing. Like I find that I find that when, when it's a huge vision, when I have this, just, just this moment of like, okay, God wants every teenager in the city of Raleigh to know him. Then it's so big that I remind myself that I cannot do it on my own. It forces Mm -hmm. me to put, to, to think through what it means to train and equip the team and people around me. And there's a, I, I think I'm finding a healthy balance of what that is, is to rely on people and to, and to build teams and things like that. But I do know at the end of the day, when I feel the heaviness, I have some healthy boundaries in my life for sure. Good sleep, good lunch, a lunch table, you know, that kind of thing. But I do find that if I, as long as I believe in the mission and vision, that does help me, you know, shoulder some of those pressures and tensions and anxieties that come with all this. So that's my one minute or a minute and a half takeaway or final thought. (laughs) What's your, what's your one minute takeaway from today? Yeah, man. I think especially in light of talking with Nate about like those changes and stuff, man, it is just so, so important to have um, those times where you look in the mirror and just know like what's healthy for me right now. Right. And I, and I think that's a big piece of what God has been doing in a lot of these things for me is that it's like, we have to remember that if we're not coming from a place of health, that like, if it's good, like, I mean, no matter what, it's all going to be God doing these things in our lives or it, it threw us to like summer camp was great that I was a vessel, right. You know, like that's not like a, whatever, like that's the experience that he's allowed me to have. That's the, you know, all these things like totally because of God. And so if we come from a place where we're not healthy and do those things, like praise God that, that he was gracious enough to make Mm. that happen. Even when you are at a crappy place. Right. But like, if you (laughs) imagine, imagine what happens, we're having church right now. Let's let's go. go, Let's go. (laughs) Right. You know, but, but if you imagine though, the fact that like, and this has been just ringing in my ears where it's like, imagine the fact that if you are coming from a crappy place, God does that. Like, but imagine what could happen if you were coming from a healthy place mm-hmm. and then God could still do some, like not just those things, but because you're so healthy and so connected, he could do even more. Right. You know, it's like those things where it's like, man, we, we just got to make sure that, that we're in the right place spiritually and, you know, having our lunch table, having our, you know, all those things, but like also situationally where it's like, do you need to be a small group leader? Yeah. No, <laughs> like yeah. you know, you don't have to be all the time, you know? And it's like, is it good? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it doesn't mean that it's right, you know? And yeah. so you gotta, you gotta find out what that balance looks like and um and kind of go from there but yeah well i appreciate this lunch table and now that nate's jumped off you know i can definitely say i don't know if i'd say this with him on the on the thing but i definitely feel for him as that lead pastor navigating all these things and and um that's heavy but just know that 
I hope it's just, this is heavy. This is, this is a heavy role. And if you're in ministry or you're a high capacity leader in ministry, and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you're involved in a ministry one way or another, just know Mm -hmm. that um, you don't have to do it alone, that there's people that should be shouldering it with you. And we hope that this podcast is just a reminder of that more than anything else, I think, right? Like just more of a reminder of your lunch table is important. And um, we're glad that you spent your time with us today. And if you don't have an actual lunch table to to go sit at, feel free to email us, text us, and maybe we can figure out a virtual one for you as well. So love you guys. This is the lunch table. See you next week. Peace.